welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. in my ears during worship and I was sitting there thinking I hope they didn't think I was saying it was too loud but uh, how many's ever had a ringing in your ear and then you're, for some reason music or something makes it ring and uh, so I thought well I'll just stuff up my ears amen but you know you can't you can't uh, stuff out the presence of God when he gets to move. So good to see you here tonight. Amen. And uh, uh, man, we say it often. I was glad when they said to me, come let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. How about you? First Samuel, if you would, this evening, chapter 4. Samuel chapter 4. Praise God. Amen. And I want to read. I'm going to go ahead and begin in verse 1. I've got a bad habit today. I'm, I'm reading lengthy passages or passages of Scripture, but I think it's important. When you read chapter 4 here, find out that the children of Israel uh, when they looked at the ark the ark symbolized the ruling presence of God amen it was the place where as it sat in the holies of holies the priests would go in and there sprinkle the blood of the sacrifice on the mercy seat and the Shekinah glory of God Dwelt there. But we understand sometimes I think people take for granted the presence of the Lord and they don't realize that it can it can move. It can move. It's not contained to one place. It's not contained to the box that we call the Ark of the Covenant. It's not contained to this building, or confined, I should say, to this building. Amen. The presence of God can move. The presence of God wants to be in a place where people want it to be. Amen. So, 
children of Israel got confused. They weren't doing what they should be doing. And therefore, we find ourselves in chapter 4, where they suffered a great defeat. Notice what the word of the Lord says. And the word of Samuel came to Israel. Now, Israel went out against the Philistines to battle, and they pitched beside Ebenezer. And the Philistines pitched against Aphek. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was smitten. They were defeated. Everybody say they were defeated before the Philistines, and they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today? wasn't the Philistines. They said, where, where hath the Lord smitten us today? Before the Philistines. Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us, that when it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwelleth between the cherubim. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang out again. When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood, everybody say they understood, that the ark of the Lord was come into the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quit or conduct yourselves like men. O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves, conduct yourselves like men and fight. Everybody say, just be men. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten again. And they fled every man to his tent, and there was a great slaughter, for the, there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. And the ark of the God was taken, and the two sons, Eli of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, were slain. It's a tragic story here because they allowed themselves to drift away from the things of God it cost them 34,000 men in this battle it's a lot of collateral damage for people that we would classify people of God, God's people to lose that kind of men warriors in a battle and they were confused of why it happened so we want to preach about that tonight a little bit. Amen. So if you'll put your Bibles down, raise your hands together with me, and let's pray and ask God to touch us here for the next few moments. Lord God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown unto us. 
We thank you for this opportunity that we can once again be in your house of worship. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. For truly, God, it is very important to us that you show up in this place. For without you, we are nothing. Lord God, you're our everything and you are our all. And I pray, God, for the next little bit that your anointing would flow, that you would touch our ears to hear our hearts. Let them be open to receive what you would speak into us this evening. Let us leave strengthened tonight in your word. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And everybody shout amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. So you read about the Philistines, their rallying cry to show themselves as real men. It was a a familiar one of the Near East. Amen. They would cry. They would psych themselves up even though they knew that something wasn't correct or right and they had already been talking about the ark coming into the camp and the Israelites had been rejuvenated and they were shouting and the earth rang out with their shout. Amen. But when we think about the ways of God, you know, His ways are awesome, right? Amen. His ways are great. Uh, You look at His operations and they are mysterious. His, his, His doings are 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 so secret and his acts are removed from everything that that makes sense right amen that's what confounds men when miracles transpire they scratch their head and they said that's not what we thought was going to happen something different has happened something has changed amen and at this point in their life and their journey as the people of Israel uh, they were not in sync with God They were out of sync. The people had forgotten that the Lord uh, was their God, so to speak. And they had uh, became uh, or become uh, worshipers of Baal. Uh, That's a scary thought. I I don't know how you feel tonight, but as a child of God, I can't see myself going out and doing something else, right? Amen. But I do realize that there are things that happen in people's lives and they will go away from God and they will pick up other idols or other things that become more important to them than God. And, and, and really honestly, we have to stop and look in that proverbial mirror every now and then and say, where are your priorities? Amen. Where is your uh, love for God? Where's your love for truth? Amen. Because those are things that we must not turn loose of in this day and time. Can I hear an amen? amen. So they had neglected the spiritual side of things. So as the result, uh, the Lord gave them over to their enemies. Amen. God's not going to put up with foolishness. God's not going to put up with our insincerity. He's not going to put up with us with us uh, uh, ignoring Him and just kind of doing our own thing. Amen. He is here for a relationship. He is here for you and I to, to uh, uh, stay in touch. And uh, when you lose touch from God and you think you're just going to call on the power of God, you're going to be surprised as Samson was. Amen. When he thought he was going to call on God like he had before and everything was going to be the same as it was before. Amen. No, you got to stay plugged into this thing. Amen. You got to stay plugged in. Don't neglect the spiritual side of things. Amen. Don't neglect the spiritual side of things. Amen. The Lord brought them up out of Egypt. 
Amen. He gave them specific instructions on how they were to live in the land in, in which he was going to bring them to. In fact, his words were specific. They were very plain. He said, if you will not uh, for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me. He said, then he said, I will walk contrary unto you also in fury. And I will, even I will chastise you seven times for your sins. He was very specific. He let them know how it was going to be. Amen. He, he wanted them to know how important this relationship was uh, to him. And so in fulfillment of Israel choosing uh, to go against God's command, God permitted, everybody say God allowed. God allowed the Philistines to bring havoc on Israel and actually hold them in cruel slavery. And the only way for Israel to get out of their trouble was to simply repent and return to the Lord, amen, with all of their heart. Amen. We wonder why we have problems. Maybe sometimes we need to stop and say, God, amen, what, what's in my life? What do I need to repent of? Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Because, folks, that's the only cure. It was the only cure for them, and it's the only cure for us. We got to come back to God. We got to renew our faith, our trust, and our covenant with Him. It's important. It was as important for them to do it. It's important for you and I to do it. Because when you read this story, I believe if they had done this, everything would have turned out differently. Amen. But unfortunately, turning to God is usually the last thing that we as people want to do. How can I get it done under my own strength? How can my mind work hard enough uh, that I can get it done with my mind? How, how, who, who is out there that I can talk to uh, that can help me with this? Uh, amen. Uh, and we do all these other things, but we don't turn to God. If you're trying to get into the front door of your house, amen, I, I got I to gotta watch you know, because some people will, uh, you know, they, they, they have a tendency to uh, lose their keys uh, or not have their keys with them uh, and they're trying to get in their house. So uh, sometimes people will, uh, you know, hey, uh, this is just an ongoing thing, so we're going to leave a window unlocked. Well, let me stop and tell you, sometimes you can go to that house and not have your key. And you might even think, uh, well, this is my house, so I'll just go out in my car. I'll get a crowbar or I'll get a hammer uh, and I'll break in my own house. Amen. And that's what I'm going to do. Well, understand this. Uh, amen. There's one thing about it. That's why your house has a key. Amen. Because if you use the key to get in your house, you're not going to create damage with your house. You say, that's, that's simple. Amen. But I'm here to tell you that's how simple it is. Amen. You can stand there and beat on the door. Amen. It may not work. You might try other ways. But just simply use the key that you got. Amen. That's made for the door. Right? Jesus said what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Right? Everybody say Jesus is the key. If you want a good life here on earth, and if you want to live forever in heaven, amen, then you got to go through Jesus Christ. He said any other way, you'll be considered a thief or a robber. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the key. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him tonight. 
by nature our minds do not gravitate towards spiritual things. That is why you often are not glad about the idea many times of going to church or a prayer meeting until after the fact. But once you've experienced the transformation of the Spirit of God, amen, there's something that happens. I don't know about you, but you begin to look forward to coming to the house of God. You, you look forward to getting into the presence of God. Yes, he dwells in us. But when you come together as a corporate body and you begin to worship the Lord together and something begins to happen in the house, amen, something moves on you and you begin to look forward to the spiritual things of God. You begin to look forward to that prayer meeting, right? Come on, somebody say hallelujah. You begin to look forward to the, to the ladies uh, uh, getting together. They had a great thing last night. Uh, amen. Or the youth. Uh, amen. Or the men. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we look forward to. Why? Because it's the people of God. It's the house of God. And the Spirit of God is what motivates us. Amen. To do those things. Amen. That's what it really means to mature in Christ. Instead of attempting to get right with God. They, uh, the children of Israel, set about uh, devising uh, superstitious means of securing the victory over their foes. They had failed that day. 4,000 men had died that day. And they thought, what can we do? Amen. It, it didn't cross their mind to fall on their feet or fall on their knees right there and begin to cry out to God. No. What did they do? Well, let's get the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. Send for the Ark of the Covenant. Fetch it. Amen. And this respect, uh, uh, most of us have uh, initiated them. Uh, we think of a thousand different ways. Amen. In this respect, uh, amen, we're just like them. We think of a thousand different ways, but we neglect uh, the one thing uh, that is needful. Amen. Listen, uh, our security is not in other ways uh, and not other ways of thinking uh, or other stuff. Uh, it is in Christ alone. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. What's the Bible say? Without faith, uh, it's impossible to please God. See, we forget that, that that's the main thing. Uh, there has to be faith. Uh, amen. There has to be a, a, a confidence, uh, a trust in God. Amen. The main thing uh, is to enthrone God in our lives uh, and seek to do God's will. Not man's will, but God's will. I'm here to, to tell you tonight, if you, if you haven't done so, amen, tonight's the night to get right with God. Amen. If you're living for, if you're a child of God and you've got wayward, I'm telling you tonight's the night to confess your sins to Him. Amen. Tonight's the night to change your life. Uh, amen. And your direction. Uh, and if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, I'm telling you it's time to repent. Be born again of the water and the Spirit. Be reconciled to God. Amen. And then things will be right between you and God. Come on, this is what the Holy Ghost is all about. Amen, changing the hearts and lives of people and bringing them back into reconciliation with Him. That's what that's all about. No God, no reconciliation. Come on. You see, people, amen, have a tendency to heal the hurt only slightly. Amen. They say, peace, peace. Amen. We want peace in our lives. Forgetting that outside, outside of a close walk with God, there is no real peace. 
You know, we sing that song, peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Amen. For that to happen, there has to be relationship. Come on, there has to be relationship. You have to tap into that. Amen. There's got to be a relationship going on. Amen. But so many times we adopt other crutches and other things. Uh, amen. And don't accept the only remedy provided by the great physician. Uh, amen. For a, a soul that is engulfed in sin. Amen. Your only way out is through him. Listen to me. And as a child of God, let me say it again. If you get wayward, uh, the only way out is repentance and getting right with God. But many times, instead of seeking to become right with God, the Israelites here thought if we could just get the Ark of the Covenant, amen, which had been a symbol of Jehovah's presence. And he said, if we can just get that Ark and bring it, to, amen, from the tent in Shiloh into the midst of our camp, amen, then, there, then certainly we would have victory. Certainly we will overcome Certainly this tragic defeat and the loss of 4,000 men, amen, will we'll, we'll turn around and God will give us a, a great victory if we can just get the ark of the covenant into our midst. But they were wrong. Everybody shout they were wrong. Amen. They sent for the ark, and when it came in into their midst, they were enthusiastic as their banners were already waved over victorious battle. Amen. They lifted up their voices so loudly that the earth, the Bible said, rang again. Amen. With their shouts. Amen. With their shouts. And while the Philistines, hearing their exaltation and their exalting shout, finding out the reason, they were greatly afraid. The ark has come. The God that brought victory over the Egyptians. The God that brought them through the Red Sea. The God that brought them through the wilderness. That God that brought them through and into the promised land. The God that brought them victory over Jericho. Amen. The God that brought them victory over Ai. Amen. I'm here to tell you the fear was in them. Amen. But what they didn't realize at that moment is that God had departed. And the children of Israel were so uh, off in their spiritual life uh, that they thought it was all about a box. Uh, they thought it was all just about that Ark of the Covenant. Uh, they said, if we got the Ark, uh, we've got God. Uh, but folks, you can have uh, a wooden box uh, and still have no God. Let me look at it this way. You can have a church. You can have four walls. You can have a parking lot. Amen. You can have classrooms. You can have choirs. You can have Sunday school. You can have youth groups and men's ministry and ladies' ministries. You can have all of that. But if you don't have the presence of God, you just have a social club. That's all you got. You don't have anything else. But we need the presence. We need the Spirit of God to be manifest in the house oh clap your hands and praise him again tonight see let me tell you right now the enemy of our soul is not afraid of us when the presence of God is departing but with fearful hearts and trembling lips they were already counting the loss they turned to one another. God has come into the house, into the camp. And they said, woe 
unto us. For there hath not been such a thing heretofore. Woe unto us. Doesn't sound all that bad, but when you begin to look a bit deeper in, in, and read on, you find that something was still not settled. Something was still not settled between God and his people. Let me tell you tonight, amen, I, I can't preach this hard enough, but I'm here to tell you right now, in 2021, on the seventh day of March, amen, you and I need to realize that the way this world is going, the way this world is going today, amen, I, I just can't imagine God holding off uh, too much longer. Amen, you and I need to realize if we need to make it right, we need to make it right now. If we need to make that election sure, we need to do it now. If we need to repent, we need to do it now. We need to make things right with God now. We don't need to put off to tomorrow what we can do today. Tomorrow, it might be more convenient for you, but God could come tonight. When this is the case, you can't move forward. Israel didn't understand that. You might have a box, but if you go into this battle, you're not going to win. You see, folks, you can never, never get ahead of God. Let me just give you a simple analogy. How many ever had engine problems in your car? How many ever had your car out of tune? Does you, do you all know what that means? Your car's running rough. It's, it's like it's frustrating and you're just kind of all kinds of noises are coming around. You can't get it. And you're saying, what in the world is going on? Hey man, I think I'm just going to go home and park my car and get the, get the wax out. And uh, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to wash my car and I'm going to wax it up. And man, it's going to look pretty. And as it's sitting in your driveway, it's looking pretty. It's looking great. It's shining. People drive by and see that nice shiny car. Hey man, you put something. Uh, hey man, you put the wax on it. Uh, hey man, but listen to me. Uh, if your car is out of tune, it makes no difference how much you spend on the outside waxing it up and putting it on. It may look good, but it's still not going to run right. Amen. You, you, you got to get to the mechanic, amen, where he can change the spark plugs and change the, the, the spark plugs and change the wires. Amen. You got to get somebody that can get it in tune. You got to get to somebody that knows what they're doing. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. You, you don't want that car just to shine, but you want it to run right. It's a lot of us. Man, we can look good on the outside, but we ain't running right. Can I say that again? I said a lot of us can look right on the outside, but we ain't running right. That ought to hit us right here. Amen, because I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Amen, the outside's important, but I don't care. You can be right on the outside and dead wrong on the inside. Amen. What's the Bible talk about? It talks about a, a whitened sepulchre's full of what? Dead men's bones. Amen. Amen. You, you, you can look, you can be all, you know, you can have it all like the car, but if it's not running right, you got problems. The great mistake which the Israelites made was that instead of going to God himself, instead they went to Shiloh to fetch the Ark of the Covenant. You see, the Ark was the sacred place where God revealed himself in the days when his people truly served him. Amen. But now it was an empty, empty of power without the presence of the Lord who dwelt between the 
cherubim. The Israelites were mistaken because they shouted long before they were out of trouble or as we would say out of the woods. Before they had won any victory, the sight of the ark made them boastful, made them confident. We got the ark now. Surely we're going to win the battle. We got the ark now. God's now in the midst of us. He's on our side. There's no way we can lose now. High-fiving, man, we got it. And they're screaming and yelling. We got it. Let's go to battle, man. We're going to get it. But the Philistines fell into the air of a different kind. They were frightened without any real cause. They said God has come into the camp, yet God hadn't come at all. It was only the ark with the cherubim on it. But God was nowhere to be found. The mistake they made was that they mistook the visible for the invisible. The symbol of the presence of God, but not the presence of God. When you read on, you find out that they preferred the office to character. And in their distress, instead of calling upon God, they called on Hophni and Phinehas to bring the ark. Why? I asked. Did their hearts turn to them? Simply because they were priests. They were people that come to hold a sacred office in such superstitious reverence that they thought that that was everything. It's all about this. We've got to win now. we got Hophni and Phinehas, amen, a couple priests, and we got the Ark of the Covenant. Amen, God is with us. But, but, but when you read about Hophni and Phinehas, you realize that they were sinners against, then they sinned against the Lord exceedingly. They were not even moral men, much less were they spiritual men. They had an office, but they were sinners. They made the house of God, as you read the story, to be abhorred. They made the house of God a place to be dishonored before all of Israel. Yet because they happened to hold office of the priesthood, they were put in a place of God. Here we find out, listen to me for a few, for a few more minutes. Amen. Here we find out Phineas, uh, Hophni and Phineas, two of the grossest sinners in all the land of Israel. But then you see they are in the line of Aaron, so they are trusted and indeed are, are put in the place of God. But God, God forbid that we should say a word against the house of Aaron or against any who speak in the name of the Lord whom God has truly called into his work. Folks, let me tell you something right now. Listen to me when I tell you this. God's work is not a mere matter of pedigree. It's a question of the abiding presence of God with man and in man. You see, because when, when the battle was fought the second time, what happened? 30,000 more men died in that battle, making a total of 34,000 men. And when the, the, when the, when the runner come back uh, to break the news unto Eli and said uh, that the, the battle has been lost, uh, it's tragic, uh, we've lost all these men, uh, amen. And your sons, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, they have been slain. But then when he said, and the Ark of the Covenant has been taken, Eli fell off the wall and broke his neck. 
And Phineas' wife went in travail when she heard. She bore a son, and she called his name Ichabod. For the presence of the Lord has departed. You see, folks, listen to me tonight when I tell you this. Amen. It's all about entertaining the presence of the Lord. It's all about making sure that you're in that place. It's all about making sure that you don't get caught up in all the other stuff that's going on in the world, that you forget who you are and why you're here and who you serve and why it's important to have the presence and the Spirit of God dwelling in the place. Amen. That's where miracles happen. That's where people's lives are changed. When the presence of God, the Shekinah glory of God dwells in the house. It's not time to be foolish. It's not time to sit idly by. It's not time to say some other time, somewhere down the road, amen, I'll get serious with God or I'll become a servant of God or I'll do the will of God. I'll do what God, is, God wants me to do. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not the time to take a back seat in the kingdom of God. It's time to take a front seat. It's not time to get distracted by all the other stuff going on. Let me say it again. No, it's time to stay focused on the presence of God. Sometimes I'll have people say, and they'll, they'll, they'll say, you know what, Pastor, uh, I, I really didn't get everything that you were saying, uh, you know, uh, because there was so much going on. And my response to them will move up a little closer. Understand this right now. It's about this is the time to, 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 to plug in. This is the time to say, you know what, amen, it's, 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 it's the will of God that I give him everything I've got. It's the will of God. You say, Pastor, why is that so important? Why do you preach that so fervently? I'll tell you what, because I've got grandkids. Amen, i got grandkids coming up. Amen, in the Lord, I want them to receive things. I don't want to be somebody that leads them astray. I don't want to be somebody that live, I don't want to be a pappy, a grandpa, that they look at my life and they don't see anything different. I want them to see who I am when I'm with them and I want them to see who I am when I preach behind this pulpit. I don't want them to differentiate and say, well, he's not the same person that I hear him preach about. Parents, let me tell you tonight, your kids ought not see you act one way at church and see you act another way at home, amen, or somewhere else. They need to see that you're true blue, you're connected to God in the house of God, and when you go home, it's the same thing, and when you go to the store, it's the same thing. Come on, clap your hands and praise God tonight. Come on, God's coming. God's coming. He's coming for a church that's plugged in. He's coming for a church that desires your spirit to be in the house. Come on, let's stand together. I desire the presence of the Lord. I desire his spirit to dwell in this place. I want to be in the camp where Jesus is. I want to be in the place where I know he's at. Because I want to be there because I know if I'm in a battle, I know he'll be with me. How many believes that tonight? Wave your hands right now. Amen. I'll have you wave your hands until the shout. Come on, wave your hands like a big shout. Amen. I want to I be in the presence of God. 
I want him to dwell in this house. Not just this physical house. I want him to dwell in this house. Hallelujah. I want his will to be done, not my will. I want his way, not my way. Amen. God, help us uh, to get the, the ship righted. Uh, amen. Help us uh, to get our, our, our car going in the right direction, our life going in the right direction. Uh, amen. Help us, Lord Jesus. Uh, amen. To really be what you desire for us to be. Uh, amen. To become unshackled uh, from all the cares of life uh, and the hurts and the pains. Uh, amen. That, that we, we, uh, we, we find ourselves in. Uh, God, break the chains free. Let faith abound. What's it say? Where the Spirit of the Lord is. I don't know. I want liberty. I want liberty. I want faith to abound. I want the presence of God to abound. I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't have to leave the same way you came. No. Whatever your situation is, whatever your need is, I'm here to tell you tonight that God is here and I believe He's here specifically for you. Amen. I want to feel His presence. I want to bask in His presence. I want to, I want to have faith and trust knowing that He is with me. Tonight, as we close this out, tell you how important this is you might think once again well I'll go home and pray I'm here to tell you that ain't going to happen because when you get out a lot of stuff's going to happen and when you finally get home you're going to say man I'm too tired I'll do it tomorrow let me tell you something tonight it's not the will of God for you to leave the same way you came he wants us to plug in. He wants us to get a hold of it. Amen. So I'm going to ask you tonight, I'm going to open these altars. Amen. You can put your mask on. For you, you know what? I'm just going to say, come to the altar. It's open. If you don't feel comfortable with that, why don't you just sit down where you're at or kneel down where you're at and why don't you pray and let's just invite the presence of the Lord. Come on. Come on, entertain the presence of the Lord. He's here in the house. Entertain His presence. Come on, oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name. Come on. Let your voice ring out. Amen. We need him. We need him. Oh, come on, that's it. Cry out to the Lord. Give yourself to the Lord. Come on, let the Lord speak to you. Let the Lord challenge you.
Come on. 